Welcome to another episode of Health Creators. This is Liv, and I'm joined here today by Steve Cook, founder and CEO of Tyka 3D. So today we're going to talk about building a global presence with a small team. But Steve, can we start by getting your elevator pitch about what Tyka 3D does? Sure. So um, Tyka 3D is about 3D design automation in mm -hmm. orthotics and prosthetics. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to impact the lives of the 100 million people around the world who rely on orthotics and prosthetics in their daily lives for their mm -hmm. quality of living, their mobility, or maybe just their sporting performance. And um, that's, that, that's our goal. We're uh, four years old. Yeah. We're, already, we're already having an impact in, uh, in, in the world in that way. Is the idea that... Um so the reason you're doing the 3D printing and automating it, is that because the current costs of prosthetics are quite high and so there isn't really um, like a low cost option for people who need a prosthetic? Uh, it is to do with cost. So, okay. But it's, it's primarily about yeah. getting better quality products to the end users. Okay. So one of the key limitations that we've, that we've found mm -hmm. is that in order to have well-fitted devices yeah. which have the best possible designs, mm -hmm. it takes quite a lot of effort to manually design those products. And even the manufacturing processes can be limiting the choices that the suppliers make. So by providing design automation, we can take mm -hmm. away the need for compromise on design. So it costs as much to do a good job as it does to I have see. lots of compromises. So we want people to have access to the best possible products. And the, the reason that I came to that conclusion was I, yeah. I, I've actually run labs and run clinical services. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we created some fantastic products. And when we tried to scale up the supply of those, yeah. we found that the big limitation was we needed people to be working on those individual designs. And yeah. that, that slowed the impact that we could, that we could make. And so with my co-founders, Mm -hmm. We built a solution to that to um, automate the design and take away, that, uh, take away that challenge. Now, that's gone through lots of different generations since. Yeah. But that's essentially the goal is to, is to make those kind of um, products available by making the process better for the suppliers. And this is not your first company, is it? It's definitely not the first company I've been, in, uh, <laughs> I've, I've been involved in. No, I've been in orthotics for more than 30 years yeah and actually um i've led a spin-off business um effectively a startup but under under parent uh under two parent companies hmm. um uh, in 3d printed orthotics in fact okay. we brought the world's first commercially available 3d printed uh, wow. orthotics uh, to the world what happened to the uh, that spin-off well we learned lots of lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Did it die? Um, uh, no, it's still it's, oh, it's still going. going. It's just okay. I'm not I, I'm no longer part of that team, and I learned yeah. a lot along that yeah. journey. Um, and uh, without being critical of that, it's a fantastic product. Yeah. Um, but it had this limitation of mm. um, wanting to. We had a small team, and we were trying to grow it uh, grow it globally. It's exactly yeah. the issue that we're, that we've been discussing over the last couple of days and um, for that company 
we were trying to sell the end product to yeah. the hundreds of thousands of doctors around the world that might that might want that. And uh, it's a huge task, and yeah. uh, and and more than that small uh, team could do. So it's 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 remaining there and it's doing its thing. But uh, what we want to what we want to do at Tyka is to impact globally. That's, yeah, that's a real difference. I mean, one of um, something that I think would be really awesome to see would be you know the first company to go public with like less than like five people in the yeah. team. You know what I mean? And I do feel like with um, AI and automation, like to the level it's happening today, that it could be possible. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Well, it won't be us. There's 20 of us in the, t- <laughs> there's 20 of us in the, in, in yeah. the team at the moment. But I think, mm. yeah, absolutely. There's so many tools to leverage yeah. what uh, skills and experience yeah. you have. You have to have, there's certain components though that you need mm. to cover all of that expertise. As I say, that we're five founders and we've all got different uh, skill sets and we've had to bring in experts in other things as well in order to, to, to really grow the business. But I completely sympathize with, 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 with that point because that core team can be really passionate about yeah. what they're doing and uh, the kind of energy and urgency of a small team uh, trying to do big things is, is, is really exciting, I think. And, and, and uh, yeah, as you say, leveraging the right tools, AI in particular, will, uh, will, will make that happen. I mean, because when we talk about growing a global presence, I mean, global companies usually have like thousands of employees. So how um, how do you envision doing that with or how are you doing that yeah. with like 20 people? Yeah, um, it's never going to be easy, mm-hmm. but I think in a word, it's focus. Um, for us, for Taika 3D, it means really understanding our place in the supply chain. Mm-hmm. So um, what we are absolutely the best in the world at, Mm -hmm. where we can make maximum impact, and then the things that we are not going to do, the things that other people in the supply chain can do, the other other kind of strategic partners or Mm -hmm. technology providers. Um, And then also really understanding our customers and how we're going to reach those customers. So in our case, it's not the 100 million people around the world that we're trying to target. It's not even the hundreds of thousands yeah. of doctors and podiatrists. It's the uh, manufacturers, the, mm. the hundreds and perhaps a few thousand uh, manufacturers who supply those doctors. And then okay. we rely on them to take that out into the, into the market. And in, in terms of what we could do in terms of uh, the, the whole value chain, we could be doing all sorts of things, but we mm. best in the world at 3D design automation for orthotics and prosthetics. Yeah. There are other people who will do the best scanning hardware, yeah. the best 3D printing hardware. We're not trying to change those. We're making sure that we can work really effectively with those, with, with those things. And um, yeah, that's where I think a small team can really make an impact. What's your experience? Because you're you're doing exactly this, making a making a global impact by uh, using a small team. Yeah, I wonder if there are some, you know, hacks to this because I have definitely spoken to founders who, um, you know, just set up virtual offices around the world 
and then they have like a presence, you know what I mean, um, in locations that are relevant close to, I mean, because you've got like potentially a hundred customers, right? Uh, I think potentially we've got maybe a thousand customers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if, if proximity is a factor, I wonder if that's something that could work as well. Yeah, I think um, in terms of the delivery process, mm. um, we're selling a, a, it's a, it's a cloud system that we deliver. Yeah. But we've really got to understand the, um, the, the our, our clients and what they're, uh, what, how they're using the system and how it's going to apply, how, how they're going to apply it. Yeah. So, so and, and we've got to support them directly. And they've mm. got to gain trust in us because they're handing over a key part of their mm. their, their quality and their and their and their product to us. So um, that always used to be done by meeting with the person, mm. touring touring the factory, really understanding it. But um, uh, I think increasingly, as we understand more and more of what our customers want, yeah. And as people are more accepting of actually connecting virtually, uh, you can build trust and build a brand that is based on, on, on trust without necessarily meeting the other person. Um, mm. I think you have to start with customers that you know in great depth and you know yeah. the people, you know, the, you know, the, you know every, everything about what they're trying to do and how your, your product impacts them. But I think you can, you can and, and that means being there physically, but I think yeah. you can, as, as you grow, there's more and more mm. that can be scaled and repeated and um, where you can, you can know the pitfalls that you're, you're leading your customer to avoid in I setting see. up the, the, in using the, the, these kind of systems. It's got to be different for every, every market, however. And, uh, um, if, you're a business, if you're a direct consumer, it's a very different kind of uh, yeah. situation than ours. But so, you, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no. I'm, I mean, yeah. I, I'm interested though in in um, in your experience because I think you are your your business to uh, business in, I your, see. in your selling, and so that's how I guess you're you're scaling up. How 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 does that? I see what you mean because I guess in what you're building. Um, there are basically two layers, right? Because your buyers are not the same people using your product, essentially. And so you almost have like an in infrastructure for them to actually use the product, but then um, your users, uh, sorry, to buy the product and to manage their distribution of the product, right? And That's then right. your real users are the patients. Yes, so the end users are the, are the, are yeah. the patients. And um, they, their journey to, to receive these products is going and seeing a specialist, mm. a doctor, a podiatrist, or an orthotist, and then um, those products are then ordered from a, a manufacturer. We are really understanding what yeah. each, each element of that does, but we're not selling to those people, and we're not directly interacting yeah. with them. What we're doing is we're providing our customers with the tools to sell those things. And it means you've got to, you've got to accept that they take that share of the, the, of, of the margin. Yeah. Um, and uh, it really relies, I suppose, on there being a well-functioning supply chain in place already for your yeah. product. And that, that is the case, I think, for us. We've chosen, rather than to 
completely disrupt the supply chain. We've dis decided to work with the existing supply yeah. chain and make that more efficient. That's, that's how, how we've tried to make a, a, an impact with a small team. I see. So like really understand how each person, um, you know, in the value chain to getting that product to the patient actually acts, you know, and, and what their needs are. Yeah. And, and, and we would like that to all be about um, quality and performance of the products. And, and really at the heart, that is what we're trying to improve. Yeah. But it also has to respect the, the, the fact that everybody's got to make money and the thing's got to be efficient and scalable for our customers as well. So we have some really amazing customers who are growing very fast. Mm. They need our tools to do that. But we're not selling for them to their, to their customers. They're making that happen. I see. And so the first company that um, you ran in this space, you said you learned, from, you learned from it quite a bit, but it was maybe not as scalable as you think Taika currently is. That's, that's definitely true, yes. So um, it's, it's, a, it, it's about choosing whether you are wanting the whole of the value yeah. chain, and uh, that's reasonable. You can make that decision, mm -hmm. but that does make it much harder to scale. And um, for us, we're taking our place and respecting our place as the best in the world at our part of the, the value chain, and then making sure we team up with other people that are doing a great job for their I see what you mean. So I guess in the previous company, you were trying to create a new value chain rather than actually just do your part in the existing one, um, which made it much more difficult to scale up with a small team. It, yes, in, 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 in the, in the uh, value chain and also in the selling process. I mean, yeah. trying to sell to, the, sell to uh, even all the doctors around the world, that's a big job. People mm. but, uh, And uh, you need partners in, the, in those things. Got it. And then in terms of just learnings from these two companies, I'd love to know the number one thing you would recommend a founder CEO um, to do and uh, an example of how you learned about that. Um, yeah, I, I guess I touched on it a bit earlier, but it, um, it's really important that you do a deep dive into what your customers mm -hmm. um, are um, are looking to do how their business works yeah um in in lots of in in, in lots of respects and um how your product will impact that yeah and uh we definitely did that uh we definitely did it hmm. suboptimally if i was doing it again i would yeah. I'd really do that uh, in, a, in, a, in a somewhat different way, and I'd try and do it faster, but it mm. takes a long time working with those kind of people. So finding great customers to work with. They don't have to be the yeah. biggest customer. They have to be the people you really mm -hmm. can communicate well with and work well with yeah. to build your, your product because that's then going to be the thing you take to, uh, to, to, to the market. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's probably been the, the, the biggest learning. And me staying, got to be focused. Mm. That's absolutely not what we were. We thought we were to start with, <laughs> but uh, we have, um, we've definitely learned to be more and more tightly focused. It's yeah. there's so many things, so many problems out there you can solve, mm. and it feels like if I can just 
do this as well. Uh, it's very tempting to do other things, but if you've got mm. pretty much a laser focus on on, on what, your, what your product is for, what your service is for, and how you're going to deliver it, then I think you've got a much better chance of, of, of making that impact you're, you're after. Um, that laser focus can change, but it's got to stay focused. You can't just go broader and broader and take on all the other things. You should learn, yeah. but stay focused on your goal. And what's the number one thing not to do? <laughs> okay, so there are many things <laughs> not to do. I think as a when we were mm. starting up, um, we thought everything was going to move fast. Mm. And uh, so we set ourselves up as... We, and our business plans mm -hmm. were based on yeah. a rate of growth that was uh, optimistic. Okay, and, mm -hmm. and it just, everything takes a little bit longer than you think mm -hmm. as you have to pivot a few times to really find your place. Yeah. So starting up, make sure you've got enough yeah. time and enough focus um, mm -hmm. to, um, uh, to, to grow your business. And that means also cash, making sure you've mm -hmm. got enough cash to get, to get you there as well. And uh, yeah, so... In terms of mistakes we've made, they've probably mainly been that things have taken a lot longer than we expected. Um, we're, we're delighted with where we are now, though. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of things taking longer than expected, is one of the things also just like managing your own expectations? And I'm kind of saying that from like a from my own kind of experience doing this because I am four years, nearly four years in now. And I, and I thought that, um, I would have like, you know, probably IPO'd by now knowing <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but, but, um, things do take longer than you expect to set up an entirely new company, new business. Um, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just the pace that you want to work at. Yeah. You've got other people in this equation that you have to so whether it's uh, the, the rest of your team, I mean we've got a we've got we've got a fantastic mm. team, but um, building that team, yeah. and then uh, and and uh, getting the your prospective customers to be as excited mm. and as driven to get there as you that's really difficult. So it's it's not just the pace that you you you, you want to go at, and there's also there's also so many other things that intrude on the. The, yeah. the business it's not just I'm going to do this and then once I've done it I'll move on to the next thing so many other um, uh, different operational things and interpersonal things that impact those uh, those those time scales um, so I think you just have to accept that and investors I think recognize that more mm. than we give them credit for we're, we're yeah. both uh, amongst our investors we both have Nina Capital and they've yeah. been I think great at mm. um, understanding probably better than we do that yeah. things take time and they do occasionally laugh when I say oh this hasn't gone quite as fast <laughs> they didn't expect it to yeah like it <laughs> you hasn't know, so gone to plan kind yeah, of thing yeah. yeah that's just what how, how it is to, to build a business so yeah but, and w what are the next steps for Taika well we've We've built a, um, a business that has actually most of its customers in North America. We've got lots mm -hmm. more to do there. 
but uh, we want to go from that North American base, mm. go out for, um, further in the world. Um, and we want to expand the range of um, uh, products that our platform supports. So that means going into other types of uh, professions. There's a lot of very technical things we want to do as well, but those are the, those, yeah. are the, those are the main things. And finally, what's the number one impact you want to leave on the world with Taika 3D? We want people around the world, regardless of, of where they're from, to have access to the best possible orthotic and prosthetic services. That's going to have a huge impact on their, on, on their um, quality of life, on their mobility and on their health. That'll do well for Taika 3D. So in addition to the Health Creators community, you'll also find everything you need on healthcreators.co. That includes our educational tracks, vendor selection tools, CRO databases, and even which investors you should be talking to. When you log into healthcreators.co, you'll also have direct access to NewRoot for clinical development and a bunch of other resources you need to build better companies in healthcare.